Welcome to Trading with Rainer Show, the trading podcast where you'll gain trading insights to level up your trading so you can beat the markets. Let's start boosting your trading knowledge from your friend, Rainer Teo. Hey, hey, what's up, my friend? So just a heads up, today's episode is actually taken from one of my training video. So let's get started. Okay, let's move on and talk about what exactly is price action trading since you know we have talked about you know it's not support resistance exactly it's not candlestick pattern so in my own humble opinion right this is the definition of price action trading at least for me price action trading is a methodology that helps you identify the current market conditions so you can adapt the right trading strategy at the right time okay so in essence if i see a market that is trending higher in an uptrend i want to be a buyer i want to look for buying opportunities or if I see a market in a downtrend, then I want to be a seller. I want to look for selling opportunities. So this is what I mean by, you know, identifying the current market condition so I can adapt the right trading strategy at the right time. So I know what to do at the particular point in time. So that's what price action trading is about. Also, another thing to note is that price action trading, there are many forms of trading out there. There's, you know, what we call the discretionary trading approach and quantitative trading approach. So discretionary trading approach is where price action trading lies because there's this element of discretion over here, for example, you know, when you draw support resistance, there is this element of discretion. Do I draw at this level or do I draw slightly lower? Or maybe when you identify, uh, let's say, an uptrend, a series of higher highs and higher lows, do I take into account that swing low or not? So there is this element of discretion as much as possible that we want to be objectively, to be objective in our trading. When it comes to discretionary trading, like price action trading, there are times right, where you have to make a decision, a discretionary decision that could differ from another trader. So this is what we mean by discretionary trading. So how so how do we apply price action trading in the markets? So if you look at the definition I had for you earlier, it's a trading methodology that helps you identify the current market condition. So you can adapt the right trading strategy at the right time. So how do we define current market conditions? So the first thing as a price action trader is that we want to ask ourselves, what is the current market structure? In other words, you're asking yourself, right? What should I be doing? Do I buy? Do I sell? Or do I stay out of the markets? That's the first question. Because if you can't answer this question, then really, you can't, you know, do anything else without, you know, answering this question first. So to answer this question, right, you know, I'm going to share with you three general framework that you can use. There is more to it, of course, but, you know, since this is like, you know, uh, only a 12-hour presentation, there's only so much depth I can go. So in terms of market structure, you can talk about uptrend, downtrend, or range. So let me just uh, draw an example. Let's see if I can give a tool. You guys can see. So, okay, let's talk about uptrend. So uptrend is pretty straightforward. Market makes a series of higher highs and higher lows. Okay, like this. So at this point, you can see I'm drawing a series of higher highs, higher highs, higher highs, higher highs, and higher lows. Higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows. And one thing to point out is that if you have, you know, studied charts enough, you know that this market structure works in textbook, but in the reality of trading, what can happen is that market makes a deeper pullback like this and then continue higher. So at this point, right, do we consider this, you know, like a breakdown or is this just a pullback? So on hindsight, you know, you can say, oh yeah, the uptrend is still intact. So what I want to point out is that this concept, this framework that I'm sharing with you, it's kind of like simplified. In the real world of trading, things might be different. And I, want to, I want to prepare you for it. Okay, next one. How about a downtrend market is just the opposite, a series of lower highs and lower low. You can see right, lower high, lower high, lower high, and lower low, lower low. Range market, what about that? Okay, so range market is also pretty straightforward. You have this highs and this lows. 
So the, the price goes up, comes down, goes up, comes down, goes up, comes down. So you, you can see that when I do this range, I try to make it similar to how you would see in the chart. I, I didn't, I draw a line over here, but when you have your support resistance, your swing high, swing lows on the chart, you won't expect it to respect the line to the dot. You might exit above it and come back down, you know, and then exit, go up, go down, you know, exit it by a certain margin. So again, this is really what's going to happen in the real world of trading. Okay, so that's pretty much what we're trying to do over here to define the market structure. Number two, area of value. So where do you buy and where do you sell? So what is area of value? So area of value simply refers to area on your chart where potential buying or selling pressure could step in. So for example, let's say area of value at support, right? It's a potential area on your chart where potential or rather it's an area on your chart where buying pressure could possibly come in and push the price higher. So area of value in essence, right? What it's telling you is that, you know, where should you buy? So you know that market structure tells you what to do. Should you be buying? Should you be selling? Or should you, you know, trade in the range? Okay, so let's say, for example, market is in an uptrend. You should be looking for buying opportunities, but it doesn't mean that you want to blindly hit the buy button. No, you want to trade from an area of value, an area where you can define your risk, All right? So area of value tells you where to buy. Market structure tells you what to do. Area of value tells you where to buy. So where do you buy? You, well, you can buy it from an area of value like support and resistance, moving average, trend line, channels, etc. And if you ask me, my favorite is uh, support, moving average, and trend line. I would say trend line not so much because you know you don't get as many trend lines compared to support and moving average. So my favorite, or rather the trading setups that I find myself taking often is having trading from an area of value like support and moving average. Okay, so those are area of value that I would say it's worth learning. So let me just uh, draw for you some examples before we look at the ex uh, charts. So for example, area of value like support in an uptrend would be something like this. Okay, this is an uptrend and price retest this area of support, right, in this existing uptrend. Okay, so that's one support. For moving average, it will look something like this. Okay, let's say market is in an uptrend, series of higher highs and higher lows. And what happens is that this particular moving average seems to be, you know, or rather the pullback seems to be respecting the moving average here, here, and here, right? So you will test it a number of times. And this is usually quite apparent when it's in a healthy trend, retesting the 50 period moving average. And finally, the last one would be a trend line, which is uh, something like moving average. The only difference is that the trend line is straight instead of, you know, curvy. So let's say market in uptrend. Okay, then you have this trend line that just, it's a very straight line that connects the, the pullback, right? So there's another area of value here, here, and here. So as mentioned, right, I would say support and moving average are kind of the ones that I use very often in my trading. And moving on, let's move on into the next thing, the next concept, which is what I call entry trigger. So here's what we have covered. We have talked about market structure. What should you do? Should you buy, sell, or stay off the markets? Next thing we spoke about is the area of value. Where do you buy? Where do you sell? And now the third thing, entry trigger. This simply means, right, when exactly are you going to enter a trade? When at what specific moment? So in essence, it's answering the question: when to buy or sell? When? Today, tomorrow, now, five minutes later? When? When exactly? So to do this, right, I would say the topic, or rather the the uh yeah, the topic on candlestick patterns is really useful because candlestick patterns, in my opinion, is useful to serve as an entry trigger to tell you when exactly to enter a trade. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you know, just because a certain candlestick pattern has formed, it means buy. No, we must take it in the context of the market. We must first and foremost understand what is the market structure, whether it's from an area of value, and then and only and then we look at the candlestick pattern to help us act as an entry trigger. Make sense? Next one, right? So, so we have talked about 
market structure. We have spoke about area of value. We have spoke about entry trigger. So now, where do you exit if you're wrong? So this is a question, right? In essence, right? To ask yourself, where will I get out of the trade if I'm wrong? In other words, it's your stop loss. And the way to set your stop loss, right? You want to set it at a level where your trading setups, your trading setup gets invalidated. So first and foremost, let me share with you how how not to set your stop loss, right? A mistake that many traders make. So let me just share with you how not to do it, right? So this is how not to, this is a bad example, so don't follow this. So let's say market is in a range, okay? Market's in a range. Up, down, up, down. And maybe near the lows of support, uh, someone might think, oh, hey, Rainer, this price is at support. Area of value, time to buy. So they buy, okay? And where do they set their stop loss? Oh, the textbook says, you know, you should set your stop loss, you know, below support, you know, because that's where support breaks, set your stop loss there. So they will set their stop loss somewhere about here. Let's say here, stop loss here. Let's call it SL. Now, what's the problem with this? And the problem with this is, even if the price were to reach this level here, does it mean that support is broken? Well, not quite, because if you recall, support right, serves to act as an area of value. That is an area on your chart. And if you were to put your stop loss just smack below support, what makes you think that support is broken? Because it could be an area, it could be a pretty wide area. So if you ask me, that area of support is still not invalidated. It's actually still intact. So don't set your support, don't set your stop loss, right, at a level where the setup is still intact. If you ask me, even if price would head down to these lows. Support is still intact. It isn't really broken to me because it's an area on your chart. So what you want to do is to set your stop loss at the level where if the price reaches it, right, it would tell you that, man, this support is likely to be broken. So if you ask me, it's probably going to be somewhere here. Because let's be honest, if the price were to come down to these lows and here, probably this looks more convincing that support is broken, right, compared to just below the lows of that the level. Okay, so this is what we mean by, you know, you want to set your stop loss at a level where it gets invalidated. So let me just walk you through a few examples. So let's say you want to trade a double top. Okay, double top. Let's say double top, you want to you wanna sell at a double top. Price goes up, comes down, goes up, comes down. So maybe it forms a double top over here. Okay, so where should you set your stop loss? Clearly, you've learned, right? You don't want to set your stop loss just smack above this highs or just above this highs because that is an area of resistance. Ideally, your stop loss should go somewhere here. Because if you think about this, if the price comes down and it goes up and hit your stop loss here. Let me ask you, does this double top still looks intact? Doesn't look like a double top anymore, right? So this means that your setup is now invalidated. If your setup is invalidated, then you have no business staying in that trade anymore. Get off the trade, cut your loss, move on. So that's how you want to set your stop loss at a level where it invalidates your trading setup. Let's, let me give you another example. How about a bull flag? Price hit higher, come down, bull flag like this. Okay, so let's say price then hits higher and trigger your bull flag trading setup, you go long. So where should you set your stop loss? Do you set it at A, B, or C? So B and C are the two primary answers I, I get, but and I'm going to share with you why I lean more towards C. So yes, if the price comes back to B, right, your bull flag, pattern will look quite weird. It becomes some kind of like, you know, maybe a, uh, like a double top or something like that. But why do I go with C? And it's very simple. The reason why I go with C is because, yes, price could hit B and the bull flag is invalidated. But if you look down shortly below here, this is actually a swing low. And a swing low, as you know, right, is where potential buying pressure could step in and push the price higher. So if you put it at B, you're actually cutting your loss into this swing low where, where the price could reverse higher and hit higher from there. So you don't want to do that. So what I'll do is I'll lean more towards C at a level where if the price really gets to C, right, I know that entire bull flag is invalidated. I know that swing low has broken down and I'm, I want to get out of the trade. 
right? So there's basically, there's no more bullish reasons for me to stay in trade anymore. Okay, so that's my thought process for, for going with C. Okay, but I, I'm glad that you understand the concept that I've shared with you. Now, what about exit if you're right? What if the market moves in your favor? So now where should I, you know, exit my trade? Okay, let's talk about this. So in essence, what this does is to tell you, right, where will you get out of your trade if you're right? And there really, there are many approaches to this. I mean, this is a two-hour session. I can't share every single approach to you. But what I would say, I would recommend, especially for, for new traders, since I saw earlier that, you know, many of you are in, like in stage one, stage two, is to, you can consider looking to capture a swing in the markets. So let me, why, let me talk about why capture a swing. A few benefits is that your trading results are more consistent. Okay, your win rate will be improved. And the downside I can think of is that if you were to go with a capturing a swing approach is that you will miss out on trends because you're not able to write trends because you exit your trade you know, earlier. So there's like kind of like a pros and cons to it. But from a psychological standpoint, I would say you know, having a higher winning rate to be more consistent in your trading is important right, for new traders. So I'm going to share with you right, a swing trading approach, right, where to exit your trade if you're right from a swing trading methodology. So let's get started. So we're going to capture a swing. And the way to capture a swing is you can use swing high, swing low support resistance as kind of like reference point markers on your chart, right? To, to help you uh, uh, capture a swing. So let me give you some uh, example. So let's say market is uh, in a range. Okay, let's say in the range, you buy near the lows of support. So to capture a swing, what you want to do is to ask yourself, where might opposing pressure come in because I want to get off the trade right before opposing pressure comes in. So if you buy at support, there's a good chance opposing pressure or sellers could come in at resistance. So this means that you want to exit your trade just before resistance. Why before resistance and not at resistance or above resistance? Remember, support resistance, it's an area on your chart. So if I were to kind of like properly define it, it's going to look something like this, this area. Okay, and support will be like this area over here. It looks kind of messy, but I think you get my point. So you want to exit your trade before this area of resistance because what could happen if you set your, let's say your target above this highs or here, it comes into this, into this area of resistance, face selling pressure and then reverse down lower. And if your target is too aggressive like at this highs over here, you notice that the price almost reaching your target and then take a 180 degree reversal and then hit your stop loss. You don't want that. So what you want to do when it comes to target is to set it just before that area of resistance. Yes, you give up a few pips, you give up a few ticks, a few dollars in the stock markets or FX is a few pips. But I would say it's worth giving up that few pips, right? Then watching the entire trade turn sour and hit your stop loss. Okay, so, so you want to exit your trade right? just before you know opposing pressure comes in. So let's do a quick recap to what you've learned today. Number one, market structure. This tells you what exactly to do, right? In different market conditions. If the market is trending higher, we look for buying opportunities. If the market is trending lower, we look for selling opportunities. Next, area of value. So where do we look to enter our trades? We can look to enter from an area of value like support resistance, trend line, moving average, etc. Then we look for an entry trigger to get us into a trade. This could be things like, you know, reversal candlestick patterns, shooting star, hammer. And also the next thing is to exit when you're wrong. So this is otherwise known as your stop loss, right? Where will you set your stop loss, right? Where if the market moves against you. And finally, exit if you're right. What if the market moves in your favor? So where will you take profit? We appreciate you joining us in this session of Trading with Rainer Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit tradingwithrainer.com for more resources related to today's session. That's tradingwithrainer.com. Until next time, good luck and good trading. <laughs>